O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, October 8th. Thank you for joining me in a new Torah reading cycle for this year. For those of you who are new to Daily Audio Tour, you are in for an amazing adventure in the Word of God for this next year. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Hasatan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion... Noah. Genesis 9, 18-10.32 The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Ham being the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole world branched out. Noah, the tiller of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk, and he uncovered himself within his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a cloth, placed it against both their backs, and walking backward, they covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way, so that they did not see their father's nakedness. 
When Noah woke up from his wine and learned that his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves shall he be to his brothers. And he said, Blessed be Hashem, the God of Shem. Let Canaan be a slave to them. May Hashem enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be a slave to them. Noah lived after the flood three hundred and fifty years, and all the days of Noah came to nine hundred and fifty years. Then he died. These are the lines of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah. Sons were born to them after the flood. The descendants of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Media, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The descendants of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Ripheth, and Togarma. The descendants of Javan, Elisha, and Tarshish, the Kittim, and the Dodanim. From these the maritime nations branched out. These are the descendants of Japheth, by their lands, each with its language, their clans, and their nations. The descendants of Ham, Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush, Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ramah, and Sabtika. The descendants of Ramah, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush also begot Nimrod, who was the first man of might on earth. He was a mighty hunter by the grace of Hashem, hence the saying, Like Nimrod, a mighty hunter by the grace of Hashem. The mainstays of his kingdom were Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna in the land of Shinar. From that land Assyria went forth and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ur, and Kala, and recent between Nineveh and Kala, that is, the great city. And Mizraim begot the Ludim, the Anamim, the Lehabim, the Naphtuhim, the Pathrasim, the Kasluhim, and the Kaphtorim, whence the Philistines came forth. Canaan begot Zidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvidites, the Zemorites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites spread out. The original Canaanite territory extended from Zidon as far as Gerar, near Gaza, and as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zeboim, near Lasha. These are the descendants of Ham, according to their clans and languages, by their lands and nations. Sons were also born to Shem, ancestor of all the descendants of Ever, and older brother of Japheth. The descendants of Shem, Elam, Assyria, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram, the descendants of Aram, Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arpachshad begot Shelah, and Shelah begot Ever. The two sons were born to Ever. The name of the first was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and the name of his brother was Joktan. Joktan begot Almodad, Sheleph, Hazarmaveth, Jera, Hadaram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abamel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the descendants of Joktan. Their settlements extended from Mesha as far as Sephar, the hill country to the east. 
These are the descendants of Shem, according to their clans and languages, by their lands, according to their nations. These are the groupings of Noah's descendants, according to their origins, by their nations, and from these the nations branched out over the earth after the flood. Jeremiah 10, 1-11-23 Hear the word which Hashem has spoken to you, O house of Israel. Thus said Hashem, Do not learn to go the way of the nations, and do not be dismayed by portents in the sky. Let the nations be dismayed by them. For the laws of the nations are delusions, for it is the work of a craftsman's hands. He cuts down a tree in the forest with an axe, he adorns it with silver and gold, he fastens it with nails and hammers so that it does not totter. They are like a scarecrow in a cucumber patch. They cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Be not afraid of them, for they can do no harm, nor is it in them to do any good. Hashem, there is none like you. You are great, and your name is great in power. Who would not revere you, O King of the nations? For that is your due, since among all the wise of the nations and among all their royalty there is none like you. But they are both dull and foolish. Their doctrine is but delusion. It is a piece of wood, silver beaten flat, that is brought from Tarshish, and gold from Uphaz, the work of a craftsman in the goldsmith's hands. Their clothing is blue and purple. All of them are the work of skilled men. But Hashem is truly God. He is a living God, the everlasting King. At His wrath the earth quakes, and nations cannot endure His rage. Thus shall you say to them, Let the gods who did not make heaven and earth perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He made the earth by His might, established the world by His wisdom, and by His understanding stretched out the skies. When He makes His voice heard, there is a rumbling of water in the skies. He makes vapors from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings forth wind from his treasuries. Every man is proved dull without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame because of the idol, for his molten image is a deceit. There is no breath in them. They are a delusion, a work of mockery. In their hour of doom they shall perish. Not like these is the portion of Jacob, for it is he who formed all things, and Israel is his very own tribe. Yahweh Saviot is his name. Gather up your bundle from the ground, you who dwell under siege. For thus said Hashem, I will fling away the inhabitants of the land this time. I will harass them so that they shall feel it. Woe unto me for my hurt. My wound is severe. I thought, this is but a sickness, and I must bear it. My tents are ravaged. All my tent cords are broken. My children have gone forth from me and are no more. No one is left to stretch out my tent and hang my tent clothes. For the shepherds are dull and did not seek Hashem. Therefore they have not prospered, and all their flock is scattered. Hark! A noise! It is coming! A great commotion out of the north, that the towns of Yehuda may be made a desolation, a haunt 
of jackals. I know, Hashem, that man's road is not his to choose, that man, as he walks, cannot direct his own steps. Chastise me, Hashem, but in measure, not in your wrath, lest you reduce me to naught. Pour out your wrath on the nations who have not heeded you, upon the clans that have not invoked your name. For they have devoured Jacob, have devoured and consumed him, and have laid desolate his homesteads. The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem, Hear the ten, the terms of this covenant, and recite them to the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And say to them, Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, Cursed be the man who will not obey the terms of this covenant, which I enjoined upon your fathers when I freed them from the land of Egypt, the iron crucible, saying, Obey me and observe me them just as I command you, that you may be my people and I may be your God, in order to fulfill the oath which I swore to your fathers, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, as is now the case. And I responded, Amen, Hashem. And Hashem said to me, Proclaim all these things through the towns of Yehudah and the streets of Jerusalem. Hear the terms of this covenant and perform them. For I have repeatedly and persistently warned your fathers from the time I brought them out of Egypt to this day, saying, Obey my commands. But they would not listen or give ear. They all followed the willfulness of their evil hearts. So I have brought upon them all the terms of this covenant, because they did not do what I commanded them to do. And Hashem said to me, A conspiracy exists among the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have returned to the iniquities of their fathers of old, who refused to heed my words. They, too, have followed other gods and served them. The house of Israel and the house of Yehudah have broken the covenant that I made with their fathers. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am going to bring upon them disaster from which they will not be able to escape. Then they will cry out to me, but I will not listen to them. And the townsmen of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to which they sacrifice, but they will not be able to rescue them in their time of disaster. For your gods have become as many as your towns, O Yehudah, and you have set up as many altars to shame as there are streets in Jerusalem, altars for sacrifice to Baal. As for you, do not pray for this people, do not raise a cry of prayer for their on their behalf, for I will not listen when they call to me on account of their disaster. Why should my beloved be in my house, who executes so many vile designs? The sacral flesh will pass away from you, for you exult while performing your evil deeds. Hashem named you verdant olive tree, fair with choice fruit. But with a great roaring sound he has set it on fire, and its boughs are broken. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, who planted you, has decreed disaster for you because of the evil wrought by the house of Israel and the house of Judah, who angered me by sacrificing to Baal. Hashem informed me, and I knew, 
than you let me see their deeds. For I was like a docile lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that it was against me they fashioned their plots. Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. O Yahweh Saviot, Lord of hosts, O just judge, who test the thoughts and the mind, let me see your retribution upon them, for I lay my case before you. Assuredly, thus said the Lord of hosts, concerning the men of Anatot, who seek your life and who say, You must not prophesy any more in the name of Hashem, or you will die by our hand. Assuredly, thus said the Lord of hosts, I am going to deal with them. The young men shall die by the sword. Their boys and girls shall die by famine. No remnant shall be left of them, for I will bring disaster on the men of Anatot, the year of their doom. Colossians 3, 18-4, 18 Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Yeshua. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respecter of persons. Masters, give to your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, withal praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Yeshua, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. They shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, salutes you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you received commandments. If he comes unto you, receive him. And Yeshua, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision. These only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God which have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Yeshua, salutes you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that he may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. 
For I bear him record that he has a great zeal for you, and them that are in Laodicea, and them in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphos, and the church which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you fulfill it. The salutation by the hand of me, Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. Psalm 78, 56-72 Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God, and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and he delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over also unto the sword and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke as one out of his sleep, and like a mighty man that shouts by reason of wine. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth which he has established forever. He chose David also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. And following the ewes great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Proverbs 24, 28-29 Be not a witness against your neighbor without cause, and deceive not with your lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Genesis chapters 9 and 10, and then we're going to jump into Jeremiah 10 and 11. And in Genesis chapter 9, we have this scene described where Noah, after the flood, plants a vineyard, and then he makes wine from the grapes, and he drank of the wine, and he became drunk, and he uncovered himself within his tent. That's Genesis 9.21. And then in verse 22, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside. So basically, he shouted it from the rooftop. He caught his father in a sin, and he repeated the matter. And this was a huge, 
huge offense, a very big sin. Why so? Well, in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, it says this, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. And in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9, it is written, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. So when Noah wakes up from the wine and he learns what his youngest son had done, he speaks a curse over him. And he says in verse 25, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves shall he be to his brothers. And he said, Blessed be Hashem, the God of Shem, let Canaan be a slave to them. The Israel Bible commentary to that verse reads as follows. Rashi comments that the God of Shem is blessed because he will eventually fulfill his promise to give the land of Israel to Shem's descendants. While not recorded explicitly in this verse, Hashem had revealed this plan to Noah, and Noah in his righteousness accepted it as fact even before the promise had been made. To bless God means to acknowledge that Hashem is the source of blessing. In this verse, Noah recognizes that Eretz Israel is a blessing and a gift, and thanks God for it. Now you notice later on, as this chapter goes into the genealogy of uh, Ham, we see that Ham gives rise to Canaan. And Canaan, we have Javan and Elisha and Tarshish and Gomer and Magog, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, Do any of those names sound familiar? Okay, Ezekiel 38 and 39, Gog and Magog. They are the enemies of Israel, and they are going to initiate a great war against Israel in the end of days. And so all of these descendants uh, become the enemies of Israel. This is all coming from Ham. So the descendants of Canaan. Uh, gives rise to the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and and others. Now, these are the clans or the tribes that Israel, when they go into the Promised Land, they have to conquer them. So Ham gives rise to a lot of different tribes and families that ultimately become the enemies of Israel. So... Really, this whole story gets into the root of the evil of Lashom Hara. What is Lashom Hara? Lashom Hara is evil speech, or in another term, gossip. When you speak evil of someone behind their back, instead of going to that person one-on-one in a Matthew eighteen fifteen fashion where you talk to the person directly, who has sinned, you you talk about them behind their back. And that evil speech can be equated to as though you're murdering them. You're literally stabbing them in the back, so to speak. And this is a very terrible, terrible sin because it separates people. It divides people. It breaks relationships. And so it is something we need to learn from not to do, to speak evil of another person behind their back. We are to go to a person one-on-one and have that conversation with them. Now I want us to jump into Jeremiah 
chapters 10 and 11. And in Jeremiah chapter 10, starting with verses 2 to 4, it is written, Do not learn to go the way of the nations, and do not be dismayed by portents in the sky. Let the nations be dismayed by them. For the laws of the nations are delusions, for it is the work of a craftsman's hands. He cuts down a tree in the forest with an axe. He adorns it with silver and gold. He fastens it with nails and hammers so that it does not totter. They are like a scarecrow in a cucumber patch. They cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. What is this describing? Does this not sound like a Christmas tree? And we're in the fall season now, and soon rapidly approaching the season of December 25th. And now, mind you, for many, many years, before I knew and understood the uh, history and the origins of Asherah, Asherah trees, I kept Christmas, and I put up a Christmas tree every year and decorated it, and we had presents under the tree and, you know, lots of happy family memories Oh, you know, the time of gathering the family together. Lots of happy family memories. But then when I learned that Yeshua was very likely not born on December 25th. In fact, we just finished up Sukkot. And it's very, very likely that he was born during the season of Sukkot. And in a sukkah. And so this chapter here, these verses I just read, is saying, don't be like the nations. They go out in the forest and they cut down a tree and they decorate it with silver and gold and put it on a stand and put it in their house. Don't do that. It's an idol. It's connected to Asherah. Asherah trees were planted near the entrance of a city gate or near the entrance, the doorway of the temple, and they were worshipped. And we're not to worship Asherah trees. So um, it's a big adjustment, a big change. But if we're willing to follow the instructions of what God says in his word, there are some traditions that are good. And there are other traditions that are rooted in paganism that we have to be willing to ask the Lord, Father, what say you? And if he say no, Don't participate in that. We have to be willing to give them up. Okay, continuing on in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. But Hashem is truly God. He is a living God, the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earthquakes and nations cannot endure His rage. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hashem has has many names in the Bible, each representing a distinct divine attribute. In his book of sermons, I submit, Rabbi David Stavsky explains the difference between the two divine names mentioned in this verse, commenting on the words Hashem Hu Ha Elohim. But Hashem is truly God. Rabbi Stavsky uncovers a deeper lesson behind the use of these two names together. The word Hashem, or Lord, means Rakamim, mercy, kindness, forgiveness. The word Elohim, God, means Madat Hadin, the God of judgment. At first, judgment seems harsh, cruel, punishing. But no, we say they are together Hashem, Hu, Ha, Elohim. In Elohim, in the judgment, there is, was, and always will be Hashem, 
He is not just a God of judgment, for in his judgment is compassion and kindness. May we merit to understand it. Now let's jump into chapter 10, verse 25. Pour out your wrath on the nations who have not heeded you, upon the clans that have not invoked your name. For they have devoured Jacob, and have devoured and consumed him, and have laid desolate his homesteads. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In chapter 10, Jeremiah mocks the futility of idolatry and describes how the northern country, Babylon, would turn the land of Yehuda into a desolate place that would be home for jackals. He concludes, however, with a plea for justice. If Israel is to be destroyed, then other nations who engaged in evil and violence should also be punished. Their attacks on Israel were motivated by hatred and vindictiveness, and they too should face Hashem's anger. This verse is recited on Passover night during the Seder meal, when Jews remember the deliverance from Egypt and pray for the final redemption. Now let's jump into chapter 11 and look at... Verses 7 through 11. For I have repeatedly and persistently warned your fathers from the time I brought them out of Egypt to this day, saying, Obey my commands. But they would not listen or give ear. They all followed the willfulness of their evil hearts. So I have brought upon them all the terms of this covenant, because they did not do what I commanded them to do. So, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty direct. The judgments that came upon both the house of Israel, the northern kingdom, and the house of Judah, the southern kingdom, uh, of exile, of going into captivity, it was because they would not listen and obey God's commands. Verse 9, Hashem said to me, A conspiracy exists among the men of Yehuda." and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Verse 10, They have returned to the iniquities of their fathers of old, who refused to heed my words. They too have followed other gods and served them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken the covenant that I made with their fathers. So recall, when the Ten Commandments was given at Mount Sinai, And literally, Yeshua gave those commands to Moses, and Moses, the intermediary, brought it down to the people at the base of the mountain. It was a marriage covenant. It was a ketubah. It was an invitation to step into covenant relationship with Yeshua. The people said, yes, we will obey, but then they immediately made the golden calf image and got into idolatry. How quickly they turned away. From God's word. And yet, we see that same pattern happening today. Our culture, our society has gone amok from Australia to Europe, France, Canada, the United States, all over the world. We see this lawlessness going on. We see tyranny rising. And under the boot of oppression, with mandates and 
lockdowns and unvaccinated people unable to participate in basic public square, public arena activities like hold down a job at a hospital or hold down a job at an airline or hold down a job for the federal or the state government or uh, go to a restaurant or attend a sporting event because they don't have the jab. This tyranny that's rising and the lawlessness, the murder rate in the United States alone has gone up quite a bit in the year 2020 compared to previous years. Lawlessness abounds. And why is that? Because people have turned away from God and from his word, from his Torah. So this uh, word from verse 10 is speaking to both houses, to the whole family, the whole house of Israel, which includes the house of Israel, the northern kingdom, and the house of Judah, the southern kingdom. That's the family of Jacob. That's all 12 tribes, all 12 sons of Jacob, all 12 tribes. Both northern and southern kingdom, both sides of the aisle, have broken the covenant that I made with their fathers. And so, Assuredly, says Hashem in verse 11, I'm going to bring upon them disaster from which they will not be able to escape. Then they will cry out to me, but I will not listen to them. So why do disasters, calamities, and terrible things happen? Often it's because this is God operating in circumstances sovereignly to orchestrate things to get our attention so that we will cry out to him, so that we will return to him. How many times have you heard a testimony of a person who came to Christ and it was through brokenness, through tragedy, through a terrible trial that they came through that they finally yielded, surrendered, and gave up and yielded to the Lord? Our final verse we'll look at, chapter 11, verse 16. Hashem named you verdant olive tree, fair with choice fruit. But with a great roaring sound, he has set it on fire, and its boughs are broken. Now, the olive and the olive tree figures prominently throughout the scriptures. Think about Romans 11. We have the olive tree described there. We have two different kinds of branches. The wild branch, which is the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, the ten tribes of the north. And we have the natural branches, the cultivated branches. That would be the southern kingdom or the house of Judah. But the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. So the first time the olive tree is mentioned in the Bible is when Noah checks to see if the floodwaters have receded. When the dove returns with an olive branch in its mouth, Noah knows that the water has receded sufficiently and life has begun anew. Pure olive oil was also used for the lighting of the golden menorah lamp in the Beit HaMikdash, the temple as well as to anoint priests and kings as part of their initiation. One lesson we can take from the olive is that just like an olive yields oil only when pressed, so too, as human beings, when we are pressed between the millstones of life, our best selves emerge. Often we rise to the occasion to meet life's tests only when challenged. And just to kind of add one more thought to that, uh, the verse that says, Wide is the road to destruction, 
and many find it. But narrow is the road to everlasting eternal life, and few find it. And that word narrow in the Greek, when you look it up, it means to be pressed. So we are like olives, and we have to go through the olive press and be pressed through pressure, through the press of circumstances, and then the oil is squeezed out of the olive. The best of who we are can come forth as we go through that press. And so adversity, challenges, difficulties, trials, though painful at the time, that is how we go through the press and yield the precious olive oil which lights the menorah. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.